0: Wow, is this low attendance Sunday, too? Is that <laughs> it Must have scared everybody away last week. Um, yeah, anybody have anything they want to share? Any questions? Can you tell I'm stalling till the other 40 people come? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really. Um, we, uh, this is our second to our last week of this class. Um, Um, odds are good that we're gonna take a break from this series of classes um, for a semester Uh, I'm gonna be out of country a good chunk of it and Mike and that one right there are have got uh, expanding out-of-town schedules as well and so there's a there's a thought that we will take a semester off and let everybody Not let you, you could if you wanted to anyway, but scatter around and do some other thing. Is this anybody's first Sunday here? Good, good, good. Well, you'll be our guinea pigs then, so. Okay, so I'll set, what, three chairs? No, I'm kidding. I'm totally (laughs) kidding. They're like, (laughs) I need to get out of here quick. Um, So. Uh, now, it, it may continue. There's kind of a move afoot of, among some people we've talked to to say, well, we're just going to keep going and we're going to meet and pray and study together and whatever. So I'm not sure exactly what will happen. Um, so we'll just see. I, but I can say I've been doing this for, I think, Jeannie, three years? I don't know any more about the Holy Spirit. If this week and next week, that's it. I'm like, I'm like wrung out like a dish rag. That's not quite true, but uh, I could certainly talk long about this because I think it's my favorite subject. Um, so we have been talking about and have divided the kind of the work of the Holy Spirit into the categories that Paul divided it into. There, there's, if you go and read about gifts of the Spirit, you just see all kinds of ways of throwing things into buckets. And I thought to myself well I think Paul threw it into buckets for us he said now there are varieties of gifts but one spirit the varieties of ministries but one Lord there are varieties of effects and that word is energy or the energizations of but one father but the manifestation of the spirit is given for to everyone for the common good and so you say okay so let's think about varieties of gifts check and that's what you have around the room and those are the who you are gifts and we we talked about that and we had a couple of sundays where people walked around it was like shopping at at uh, costco or something holy spirit co and people sat by the thing and began to talk to each other and it was just fun to watch people go well, you too oh wait. Wait, wait is that yeah or well, that's me oh yeah and you just kind of get this sense of i started to have a tribe here that i didn't know i had the mercies all sat over there. And we tell mercy jokes on Mercies because <laughs> while everybody else was in a group, the Mercies turned one-on-one because they, they have to connect, Mercies just have to connect with a person and feel their heart. They, they can't feel the heart of a room, but they can. And when everybody else got up to leave because class is over, not a single Mercy got up. It was like there were three people over here chatting about sports and all the Mercies were still sitting there talking. So it's like, Uh, how fun is that so um so those are the who you are gifts I am stalling long enough this is great it's filling in now thank you I know you okay and there are some handouts um, that summarize this stuff around the room so um, yeah what a mature mercy person, what a mature leader, what a mature, those kind of things. And so we've added that to this little booklet. Okay. So you have all that material. Yep, yep. And, and everything, if you want to get in our Dropbox, just get give Mike your email, and every PowerPoint is in the Dropbox, and every audio is on Otter Creek's website. So you can, you can track down everything. So what we talked about was that the, Welcome back, you guys, you two,. Um, what we talked about was that there are speaking gifts and serving gifts. So we start with the teacher. So the teacher is pure truth and falseness. That's what the teachers. They're all about what is true and, and what is not true. If we go this way, the prophet is all about right and wrong, what is right and what is wrong. So it's kind of like truth and false, but with an attitude. okay? so it's kind of like, Right, some of you prophets, or no prophets, you go, yeah, that would be my husband. Uh, so so this is like, but with an attitude, right and wrong, right and wrong, and they like to point it out, but, but, all, but a mature prophet is just wonderful at bringing a wonderful correction. Hey guys, this doesn't feel like God. If you move this way, then we get into someone who has also a sense of right and wrong, but for them, it's more like, This isn't working right, this isn't organized right. I can organize it, I can bring it about, blah, 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 blah. And so they see the pieces that need to move around to make things happen. Um, And they also see the resources that you need. If you take away the I want to lead or I need to lead part, but I still want to resource things, then you get right into giving. So now you're out of speaking and into a giving gift and so this person is all about how do I give super high-quality investment into things that will produce fruit in the kingdom fruit in people's lives how do I marshal resources how do I look for excellence how do I generate excellence if we start with the teacher and go this way around instead then you get to the exhorter and the exhorter is a teacher but with applied mercy so they go I I I will use truth in the Word of God to bring people to the fullness of who they are—that's that's who I am. Okay, that's who I am. Okay. So it's like I teach. teach is like my my doorway drug to people finding their destiny. You know, it's like I, if I can't if I can't help people find their destiny and grow up in who they are, then teaching to me is nonsensical. Why do you even do it, right? But for a teacher, they're like, well, because it's truth. Okay. And so over here, so an exhorter, so an exhorter sees things in people. God's given them gifts of. Of kind of the prophetic and words of knowledge. We're going to talk about that today. He sees things. And we're going to go f- 10 minutes long today. So just be ready. Sees things in people and works to lift them up and, and, and is very merciful, very insightful. If you take away the teaching part, but leave the super heart of compassion, bam, you run right into mercy. Okay. So mercy is like you put them in front of a group and they're like, Okay, they do not, but you put them in front of a person and they, they're just empathetic, okay? They not only sympathize, they empathize. They, they just, they feel what the person feels. They weep with those who re- weep. They rejoice with those who rejoice. And so, if you want someone to come visit you in a hospital, that's the person right there. Cause they will, oh man, and they'll, they'll wanna just lay in bed with you and hold you and, and talk and, and just, they'll whatever. Um, if you go one step further from either direction, you get into the person who sees a need and goes, I'll, I'll go to the hardware store, um, I'll get three people with hammers and, try, and, and they're like, we need to fix this. Okay, so they're all about, we need to fix this. And so we talked about at a party, if a, let's say a woman's carrying a tray of drinks and she falls, the mercy goes straight to the woman. Oh, are you okay? The helps person goes straight to the mess, because that's what they see. The giver goes straight to the store, right? They go, do, do we have enough? I'll, I'll go, and, and they're gone, okay? The prophet goes, you know, I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> right? And so the leader goes, get them up, you know, we don't actually need prophecy right now. The exhorter goes, man, isn't it wonderful? We're all working together, we're like a team, you know, and this is great. And the teacher's over looking at the tray going, you know, if we put a cork bottom on this tray, you know, I mean, so, so everybody's, everybody's kind of doing their thing. And these are who you are gifts, okay? We're moving now, and we talked about ministries, Ephesians 4, and that's Jesus takes who you are and gives you something to do with it. And that something to do grows and changes over time, okay? And there are five kinds of people in the body who 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 are given to the body to equip us to do things. Okay, And those are apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. Okay, these things are God's power tools. These are not who you are. These are things to help you do who you are. So if you're at the top of a ladder and you're screwing in a thousand screws and somebody goes, hey, I got a battery powered drill and you go, I am never screwing in screws by hand again for the rest of my life. Okay. And in the same way, when the Holy Spirit brings these manifestations to you, you go, why would I not work with these? Why, I'm not going to work without this ever again because it changes how I minister. Okay. It changes things in great ways. And so Paul is looking at the Corinthians. This is like Rembrandt looking, thinking about Paul. Paul's looking at the Corinthians, he's going, oh man, you guys have all the manifestations, but jerks can be anointed. You know, the manifestations have nothing to do with spiritual maturity. They have to do with spiritual openness, right? People who were born again for three nanoseconds began to speak in tongues and prophesy in the book of Acts, okay? It had nothing to do with maturity. It had to do with openness and kind of getting our heads out of the way in some ways. Yeah, almost everybody's here. Now we can start. Um, so Paul, um, in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, which is about the manifestation of the Spirit, he does this thing. God has not given a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. 1 Corinthians 12 is power. 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter and 1 Corinthians 14 is about how to do these things in a grown-up way okay and so Paul then says look the Holy Spirit is a spirit of power that is you know Acts 1 we 8 we're just preaching about Acts 1 8 this morning don't go anywhere Jesus don't go anywhere I don't care how much teaching I've given you, don't go anywhere until you're filled with power from on high, okay? And that's not power as in exosia, authority, um, It's and maybe the sermon wasn't really clear. It's not exosia, I'm giving you power over people. I've given you power from God to do whatever you do, even service, okay? That's the kind of power. Dunamis is the word that he's talking there. I will give you dunamis. I will give you... Don't go anywhere until the Holy Spirit is in you because otherwise you'll do it in your own own mind, your own heads. And your heads aren't smart enough and good enough to to do it. You can't. Okay? You can't do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right? Okay. And so that's what he says. So I'm going to give you now one-liners for these nine things okay one-liners for these nine things cut kinds of tongues okay tongues are speaking out from within your spirit in a language not known by you so what is happening is out of your spirit and we're gonna we're gonna listen to a professor who's done brain scans of people speaking tongues here in just a minute Coming right past your prefrontal cortex and out your mouth, spirit to mouth, uninhibited by brain. Some of us live that way. Okay, just saying. But but um, spirit to mouth could be human, angelic, or alien. You know, I don't know. But it, it's it's it it may be. I know of a guy who spoke in tongues, and he was speaking German because I spoke German. I said, you know, you know, you're doing sort of German he goes I don't know German I said you are doing German I don't know enough German to know exactly what you're saying but you're doing German okay I know a guy who did Turkish he didn't know Turkish from anything so so I have personally experienced that kind of tongues for someone speaking a human language I speak in tongues I speak in tongues a lot nearly every day okay uh, none of you got up okay good so 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 I'm I'm one of those guys okay and I can tell you all about it interpretation of tongues means that I get interpretation isn't translation it's I I get the sense of what someone else is speaking and I'll tell you so someone is over here going oh they're saying something and the person goes man I just have the sense what they're saying is and they speak it and that person might go yeah that feels right to me but they don't necessarily know so now you have A two-part word from God or two-part instruction and neither one has to take full responsibility for it right next one you do have to take responsibility for and that's prophecy prophecy is speaking God's intent through your words you get a sense of what God wants to say prophecy in this sense is not dictation it's perception okay the Old Testament thus saith the Lord and there the sense we get from Old Testament is word for word thou art the people of God and also we get King James okay. what, what New Testament prophecy is is I perceive God as saying this and if you read through the book of Acts that is exactly what you see in fact Acts 15 all of the church gets together and they write, they're trying to decide about grace or works and they write a letter back to Ennec and they say it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us to write this to you that's prophecy, that's New Testament prophecy okay we sense the Lord is saying this Paul when he's talking in 1st Corinthians 7 about single women and mothers and blah 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 and and he goes I not the Lord but I say the Lord says and then at the end he says and I think I have the Holy Spirit on this okay New Testament prophecy you can see it all the way in the book of Acts okay so and and New Testament prophecy is for three things exhortation consolation Edification, okay? Exhortation, parakaleo, to run alongside and call encouragement. It was the word that was used for marathon runners. They would have a parakaleo assigned to them, their best friend, and when they about ran out of gas, the parakaleo would start running with them and call exhortation to them. The Holy Spirit is called the paraclete, the parakaleo, okay? Prophecy is you being a parakaleo for someone. The other word there is uh, edification, para, alongside muthio, pillow talk, okay? Para, muthio, to come and it it really means to whisper the sweet words of God in someone's ear. Haven't you just been in a place where you go, I just need to hear something. And someone comes and they look at you and they say, you know, when I saw you, I just, I felt this. And you just Burst into tears. And you go, oh, I, need, I so needed that. Okay, that is New Testament paramuthio. Okay, the other one is um, uh, edification, oike domo. Oike um, to build up, domo the family house. Build up the family house. Okay? So it's, it's to create relationship, to say, look, I'm for you. I, I feel like God wants me to just to tell you how, how amazing I think what it is is that you're doing. I'm on your side. You guys in your ministry, you know, Oike okay, Domo people come alongside, encourage you, and you're just like, I can go back, you know, right? And so New Testament prophecy is, is to do amazing things because sometimes oh. I can't hear God for myself because of something going on, and God's a trick shot. He shoots it into you and ricochets it off of you into them. And for us to be faithful, we just listen. And so prophecies should happen back and forth among us all the time. And we don't never have to say, thus saith the Lord. We just say, you know, I feel like, or don't even say that, just say, man, I, I just want to tell you something I love about you. And and you're listening to God and you're not a channel, you're not, your eyes suddenly glaze over it. No. You're, you're sensing what God is saying and you're speaking it in your words and God will help you to do it, okay? So that's prophecy. Uh, distinguishing of spirits is to, is to understand or know the source and motivation of what somebody's doing or saying. You can just see right through them, okay? Most wives maybe have this, but anyway, they, they, for their husbands, but you can just see right through what's going on. That is God's thing. where where this this woman in, in the book of Acts is saying about Paul, these men are prophets of the Most High God. That was technically correct. And he turns to her and he says, spirit of divination come out. And she's mute. Okay, That is called discerning of spirits. Okay, You know what's going on. You just can see through it. God whispers in your ear. Word of wisdom, I get a sense of what God is wanting to do and I can cooperate with him. Okay, I'm in an organization, I'm in a church setting, I'm in a small group, and I say, God, what is it that you, and you start to get a sense, and you go, oh, and it, it has the sauce on it. I always say, the Holy Spirit speaks, when the Holy Spirit speaks inside of us, it's like, it's got sauce on it. You just kind of go, huh, that was smarter than me. Okay, <laughs> and so, and so you just, you hold it. You don't say, thus saith the Lord, you hold it, because it's, these are all about perception, not dictation perception we perceive god is partnering with us okay word of knowledge i know something there's no way i should know but i know it factual information i can tell you amazing stories in my own life where i just know something i should know i mean mike and i minister together and it happens all the time in the ministry that we do and nearly every single time i'll know something about the person i shouldn't know but i but i know it i i, I draw a picture of it and and, and so that is God helping us cheat, okay? You're, you're like, you're, you're gonna go someplace to a meeting, and I was at, at a meeting in, it, see, this just doesn't happen in church. In fact, the best place for all of this to happen is in life. God will help you cheat at meetings with words of knowledge if your heart is just to serve him. I'm at a meeting, big meeting, Mount Block, Penn meeting, Uh, I mean there's a and I'm talking to this organization It's a multi 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 million dollar organization they run they'd run all of water for all of Cleveland and 61 counties around Cleveland and I'm talking to their board of directors about a direction they might want to go and I'm sitting there and I don't know if I'm making tracks and finally the leader goes "Uh, Reese you know you've been talking to us for an hour and a half and you haven't said one thing about what you think and I said and right then and there Holy Spirit shows me something and I say Irwin I think I just have one job. And everybody just kind of puts their pens down. And they're like, okay, this consultant boy is about to say something really stupid. And I said, I think that as a boy, oh, don't cry. I think that as a boy, you swam in Lake Erie, and you are afraid that on your watch that will never happen. And he goes, and he looks around, he goes, meeting adjourned. Okay, and I go, well, I screwed up really bad that time. And he goes, let's go to lunch. I go, oh, this is getting good. And we go to lunch, and he says, how the H did you know that? I didn't say, the Holy Spirit of God, the mighty Spirit of God told me. I said, it just, it just seemed, Erwin, that you have such a love for that. And he goes, I do. And he goes, give me a proposal. We want you around I did, him, I did him a proposal for $100,000 of consulting, more than I thought I needed because I heard he was tough to work for. <laughs> he crossed it off, doubled it, wrote on here, execute this today to his secretary, called me and said, when can you start? On one word of knowledge, okay? And I said, Holy Spirit, you started this. <laughs> Don't leave me now, you know, because we're going we're gonna to now, you know, and we set up a, a $500 million a year organization to protect the water all across Cleveland and 61 counties on the basis of that word. Okay? So we, we all are, can operate that way. Not every day, not every time, but when God needs us to know something and, and he knows he can trust us in humility, you think a good father wouldn't share a fact with his son if he thought he needed to know it and daughter? Of course he would. We have way better God than that faith is an unshakable knowing that something will happen and being able to pray and act into it i know that i know that this is going to happen and nobody can tell me otherwise we're going for it we're you know leaders people with gifts of leadership sometimes just get this they just it's like people say you're crazy you're crazy you're not going to go to that crunchy, you're not going to do those things that's crazy it's crazy and you go h no we're going okay because and, and you don't say, kind of in our culture, we don't typically say, I have a word from God. Okay, because that like would bum out everybody, you know, in some ways. But in, the reality is that we do. We do. And we all have that for different things. There are mothers who have faith for their children that nobody else in the world has. But as they're praying for them, God gives them an unshakable faith for their children. And they just walk in that. Okay, that is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That is not just being a good mom. Okay, some of it's being a good mom, but some of it is God himself speaking to you what he himself is going to do. Okay, not like on March 5th, I'm going to have him, you know, win the high school debating, but saying, look, this is what I'm going to give to you. And finally, um, gifts. Oh, there's another two more gifts of healings. Now we talk about, wow, that guy has a gift of healing. People get healed through him. No, he doesn't. There is no such thing the healing is the gift. He delivers a gift of healing to someone and it's gifts of healings. It's a double plural. So I've known people who, who can do knee issues and they pray for people with knees and they get healed a lot and you go, but headache. Yeah, I don't do headaches. You know, it's kind of like there's specializations in some ways. Okay. And so, um, and, and healing doesn't necessarily mean instantaneous it means you set that body on a course where healing is inevitable it's going to happen and it's accelerated and at some point the person goes or the doctor goes "Uh, it's kind of crazy but i i think you're fine you know i think you're fine um and then affecting the miracles that's right away that's like water into wine stuff that's like it's going to happen. Something happens. A miracle happens. And we always think like in movies, there has to be like a pop and then smoke. You know, when Jesus multiplied the loaves, they just started passing out stuff. And at some point they went, hey, wait. This is crazy. There's still as much. For you know, see, it's not like it's not like something we, God doesn't have to show off when he shows up in fact he typically doesn't show off because he doesn't see if if every time a christian got saved everything went perfect in their life and they started working miracles and they were rich everybody would want to be saved for all the wrong reasons and so god's kingdom is his hidden kingdom where there's a sacrifice and a service and miracles tend to happen behind the scenes not in front of the scenes okay so sometimes we'll see in kind of charismatic circles, the big man of God, and he's, he's reading people's mail, and he's telling people, and that's fine. And I'm not saying that's not God. What I'm saying is that everybody in the audience will go, I can never be like that, so I must not have the Holy Spirit. And he ends up promoting himself and shutting down everybody else in the crowd. That is not how God works. Okay, God works quietly behind the scenes. Now, great men can do great things, but if there's not a humility that goes with it, that lifts everyone else up, you gotta ask. Jerks can be anointed, okay? And uh, this kind of God using manifestations doesn't mean you're mature, it just means God used you. And we can mistake the two, and we shouldn't mistake the two. God always looks at character, and so should we, and fruit. Yes, ma'am? I'm a little hung up on the healings. Can you give an example of what you mean, the gift of healings. Yep, like you said so you're a doctor, I gotta be really careful here. That's but. <laughs> oh, I know, but it, it's, like, it's like something may never heal. It's heading down. We don't think, you know, and then somehow God brings a gift of healing and the person turns back and just starts heading up. And you go, I'm not sure medicine can describe what happened, but. Yeah.
1: So the one laying hands on them is, doesn't have the gift. They're
0: just imparting. They're, they're giving a gift, yeah. right? Okay. I'm a carrier of this gift. I'm a delivery boy. If we think of most of these as I'm just the delivery boy, we're, we'll be far better off than if we think of ourselves as the, the great man or woman of God. Um, and it'll probably work better for us too in the long run. We won't get in as much trouble. Um, sometimes it happens, you can't really explain what happens. Yeah? Uh, under the faith? Yeah. Yeah. Is that reversible? Is that changeable? What do you mean? Like it's, it's so inevitable that it happens? Yes, or yes. I don't know. Um, God never uh, overrules human will. But he is also so wise, so smart, and so good with circumstance that I would say... That if you have that, it'll probably happen because God already knows the circumstance. He's just looking for somebody faithful to believe, right? Faith is this weird, faith is this really great thing. Um, Someone I know who experiences this said that it it, it will be a bad outcome
1: in, in human terms. Yeah.
0: Mm. But I don't know. Well, you you always want to pray for what you want, but you want what you want to be what God wants. And we don't want this sort of false humility. So for me, I just, I'm like, when somebody says, Well, Lord, if it be your will. Look, uh, we all know that, but if we don't know God's will, pray for what you want, but spend some time seeking his face before we pray. Right? But, you know, and some things you just go, Scripture says it's not God's will for any to perish, but all, you know it's God's will for people not to go to hell. You don't, you just, just, you can just go for it, you know, you just go. And and so the more we know God, the more we go, this is God and this isn't God. The problem is, is that because there's a good outcome, we assume God must be the source. What if Satan's the source and God's a better chess player? See, we say, "Well, God brought this disease to bring about this change in their life." What about if Satan brought the disease and, and Satan meant it for evil, but God meant it for good? See, when we cooperate with God, it kind of doesn't matter what Satan does. God turns the tables on him. Okay, God turns the tables on
2: him. Yeah, go ahead. God That's knows, his, God knows his Yeah, right. God knows his children, and for one person. That motivation might be seeing this is what will happen if you don't do anything. Um, or this is a picture of someone who's lost. I remember I had a, a fever one time, and I prayed afterwards because I had a dream that woke me up. I felt like I was in the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. And that helped me to think about my friends who didn't know the Lord in a different way. And so I think, you know, as we're thinking about categories and how the spirit, one of the points that he taught us is, as yeah. soon as we make a rule, he's going to he's gonna violate that. And so he knows mm-hmm. our hearts. Yeah. And he knows how to motivate us or to, to get us to be active. And so in this person's life, it seems to me that that might be a part of their relationship mm-hmm. is that um, I want you to see that without your presence or without your words or prayers or whatever that, that I'm calling you, and I don't know. That's, that's just something to
0: Yeah, The best thing we can do is to read the red letters again, and again, and again, and again, because Jesus is the best picture of God ever taken. And if we see how he responds to death and to sickness and to sin, to hypocrisy and and everything else, then we'll take on the heart of Jesus and we'll kind of go, oh, I have been kind of cooperating with Satan in this whole area. I think I'm going to not do that. You know, in some sense, Satan is stuck in God's system because all Satan can do is to search around in us for something that's wrong in us and try to provoke it to destroy us. But as soon as he provokes it, it comes to light and then it's fair game to be gotten rid of. So Satan, in some sense, is God's best tool to bring us to perfection because something gets provoked in us in a way, and Satan always overplays his hand He's always a caricature of his his own self. And so all of a sudden you go, whoa, what was that? That was in me. Help! Okay, And then that comes up and goes out. It, It doesn't go out by filtering out through our feet. It comes up through confession and repentance and renouncing. Okay, And so Satan provokes that in us. So if I look at what's being provoked in me, then I can see what God is wanting to work in me. But I don't blame God for the provocation. Okay. Satan has something in me. He's got a hook. He's got, and he can jerk me around. Okay. But God said, I'll I'll take that hook out if you want. (laughs) Let you go. Little fishy. Okay. And, and we're, and we're free. Okay. Yes, sir. Could you share the
1: very first time that you were aware of
0: one of these manifestations in your life? Yes, I can. We're going to go till noon today Uh, no no this is good no this is really good Uh, i i always want to abandon my slideshow and interact together rather than follow my slides problem is next week's our last week but that's fine god knows what he's doing so the first time that i was aware of manifestations so i got saved at a billy graham crusade in 1972 Um, i was not going to go down front because all my friends thought i would and I said, I am not going to. They all wanted to be saved. It was a little town, and I was like a big sports star and all that. So if that guy gets saved, well. And so I wasn't going to. And behind me, about 10 rows, a guy stood up and started screaming at Billy Graham at the top of his lungs, cursing. And I looked back at him, and his eyes were yellow flames of fire. And I got this stew scared out of me. That isn't the first time. So I went down and got saved. Two weeks later... <clears throat> um, so I, I went like, I got way back from the kingdom, got to run into it, so I got way far into it. So two weeks later, we were going to a campsite because we we're gonna save everybody on the campground. And uh, you know, I knew three verses, but I was ready. And um, we bought a bunch of hot dog stuff. Not one person showed up for our little thing. We, we had more hot dogs. Um, and so I wandered off in the woods and I sat. now this is gonna sound ethereal, but, and I sat down in the woods on a log and I said, God, you know, I. We're doing what you want. I mean, this seemed like such a good idea. And two guys came walking up out of the woods. They weren't on a trail. It was night. And they came walking up out of the woods and sat down to either side of me. And I'm like... <laughs> they said, yeah, we saw what happened, man. That's a bummer, you know. And I know you're frustrated. And, and uh said, do you know the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I said, well, yeah. I mean, third member of the Trinity. You know, and... And he said, have you been filled with the Spirit? And I said, I don't know. They said, well, would you like to be? And, I, and, and they kind of said, when you're Christian, of course, the Holy Spirit comes in you, but, but there is a continuous filling. You know, it's like be being filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm not here to say just because you're saved doesn't mean you, have the, you do have the Holy Spirit. And we need to continue to ask to be filled, to be filled, to be filled. Peter is filled at least four times in the book of Acts. Okay." Why? Because we leak. Okay. So, so I'm sitting there, and and they and they prayed for us, for me, and they began to. Oh, oh, wow! This is a setup. And they, you remember you, yeah. You and I said, um, oh, you are so funny." I'm going to cry. And they and they said to me, "Would would you would you like to be filled with the Holy Spirit?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Okay." And so they prayed for me. I said. God, would you fill me with the Holy Spirit? I want everything that you have for me. And they said, we're going to begin to pray and to praise God, and and we may praise in tongues, and you can pray in tongues too. Just let it come. Don't stop and think about it. Don't stop yourself. Don't be embarrassed. And so I was just like, Lord, I thank you for filling me with your spirit. I thank you for filling me with your spirit and I was like whoa they said don't stop don't stop and think just keep going so I just kept going and I felt myself on the inside just going and from that day to this when I worship I pray in tongues sometimes when I intercede I pray in tongues when I'm in spiritual battle and I don't know what to pray I pray in tongues and I'm like what a crazy gift because it offends my mind but it reveals my heart and strengthens my heart. Why did God give tongues the first time when people got got filled with the Holy Spirit because it's a really 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 good gift. But it offends our minds because it seems silly. It seems silly. Um thanks Carrie. I'm going to get to the one. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it seems silly, but no, I'm just going to talk about it, and not not do slides. Yeah, because it's 1045. Um, so remember the teaching about that? I am a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. I am a spirit. And so when Paul talks about tongues, he says that your spirit Praise, but your mind doesn't know what's being said, okay? Your spirit prays, but your mind doesn't know what's being said. Okay, listen to this. Ready, set, professor from Penn State, Andrew Newberg.
1: What does speaking in tongues look like or sound like? Well, people who speak in tongues sound like they are speaking some kind of language, but when researchers have actually done This next part isn't actually true. It shows that it doesn't have any kind of resemblance to a typical language. The practitioners feel as if the spirit of God is taking over them. Interestingly, there are those religious individuals who actually say that this is the work of the devil, and that it isn't the spirit of God, but it is the devil that's causing this to happen. And of course, those in a more scientific mind actually think that it's a psychological abnormality. It may actually be some kind of psychotic episode or some problem with the brain. But here's what I can tell you from our own study of people speaking in tongues. In our speaking in tongues study, it was fascinating because it was actually one of my favorite studies. Greeted our first subject as she came in through the, uh, our laboratory doors and I talked to her, she was a very sweet, very intelligent sounding, middle-aged woman. And she described to me the importance of speaking in tongues in her life. She told me how important it was, how spiritual it was for her, and how it really, had in many ways, transformed who she was. Now came the moment of truth. We told her that she could begin to speak in tongues whenever she wanted to. And she started off listening to the same gospel music. She started to sing again. She started to sing in English. But after a few minutes, she slipped into something that I had never heard before. It was just for a few seconds, but it sounded like some kind of weird language. And then it went back to English. Then the strange sound occurred again and lasted a little bit longer. And then after a few minutes, the only sound coming out of her mouth Was the speaking in tongues what did the scan show well there are some very interesting differences one of the most important differences the most important changes that we saw was in the frontal lobes remember that the frontal lobes right behind your forehead are what make us feel like we're in control of our actions it actually when we're talking when I'm talking to you right now my frontal lobes are turning on to generate the words, to generate the thoughts, and to tell you exactly what I'm thinking. And if I move, it's my frontal lobes that make me move. But what happened when the person was speaking in tongues? Instead of increasing in activity, the frontal lobes actually decreased in activity. Does this make sense? Well, let's think about what's going on. Remember, in meditation or prayer, The person is willfully concentrating on that particular prayer, on that particular phrase, or on that particular image. What was going on here? They weren't concentrating on anything. In fact, what they seem to be doing is letting all of their control, all of their conscious control of what was going on go away. So that the experience for them is that their will is literally taken over And what they believe is taken over by the Spirit of God to make this vocalization happen. When this happens, it looks like their frontal lobes literally shut down. The part of them that normally makes them feel in control actually decreases in activity and it allows them to have this experience that they're not the ones who are actually in control of this process.
0: okay Um, then we're going to stop here in just a minute Uh, so what can we say about tongues fasting that was not the word you expected to hear next Um, (laughs) fasting is God's plan to separate the voice of the body from the voice of the soul because when you're fasting your body says feed me or I'll kill you and your soul says shut up we're not eating today okay at that point you can discern very clearly the two voices, and you can use that discernment to deal with sec- the sexual part of the body, the eating, anything that the flesh wants. You can begin to sort out through through fasting, and you you'll know the two voices. Tongues separates out the spirit and the soul, because you're praying in tongues, and your soul goes, hey, whoa, wait, hey, whoa, what, what are you saying? Whoa, what, are you, what's happening? What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? And your spirit goes, "Um, relax, relax. And you begin to discern. I think the reason God gave tongues first was because he wanted people to be led by the Spirit, moved by the Spirit, motivated by the Spirit, not by their minds, not by their Greek minds, not by their Roman minds, but by the Spirit. And tongues, the foolishness of tongues confounds the wisdom of the wise, just like the foolishness of the gospel does. The foolishness of tongues makes makes you just go, okay, I, okay, okay. And you start to surrender. And that flow that you learn and discern in tongues is the very flow that connects you to God, okay? It's that flow that you learn. Now, I think that if you're a Christian and that you ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, you can probably speak in tongues other harvard studies show that about 60 percent of harvard students in a classroom could fake tongues just if they could just get their brain to stop trying to process everything okay then they could fake it okay just like prophecy prophecy is people speaking english but god's influence it tongues is people just letting come up out of them whatever's there but the spirit kicks in and takes over that process and you're you're speaking in tongues. So I was going to show you a video of a, of a girl copying various languages. It's it's hilariously funny because she, she sounds Spanish, she sounds she sounds Turkish, and she's speaking just gibberish. Okay, so it's a it's a, it's not a it's not a only God's skill. It's a human skill, but it's not a human skill that everybody can master because it's hard to get stuff just to bypass your prefrontal cortex. Okay, so but God has given that and he gives it to people. And I think if you just go into a time, you ask God, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit, and you respect this gift, and, and you just begin to worship him, and then just say, I'm, I'm going to click out of English, and I'm going to keep worshiping you. Just see what happens. Just try it and see what happens. Don't, don't let the foolishness feel of it dissuade you. Don't let an arrogance Don't let a what will people think. Okay, I just did it in front of all of you, okay? And we talk, and I said, I was not going to do it unless there's a setup. And you over there, brother, led by the Spirit, um, probably. So anyway, um, and so, uh, yeah. So, but your Spirit begins to pray. Yeah. Um, you, well, Paul says, when you pray in tongues, you give thanks well enough, you intercede well enough. So if you don't know what to pray, um, these verses are probably about tongues, but we don't know if they're about tongues. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, those two are probably about tongues. Thank you. But also the Spirit can help you to pray in English. That's what all of us want to have happen. All of us want to pray as God wills, right? Tongues is just a great intro to that and to prophecy and everything else. Yeah. Well, Anybody topic. can go if you need to. Do
1: you ever feel something telling you
0: not to say something? Not to say something? <laughs> <Yeah>. My wife <laughs> um, Yes. Yes. Let me, let me respond to that very clearly. A young prophet gets a sense from God and blurts it out. A more mature person with that manifestation gets a sense of God and waits for a better time or the right time. The most mature gets a sense from God and says, God, what is your purpose? And even if I say nothing, I'm going to cooperate with your purpose because now I know what you want to do. Okay. Okay. Say anything about it. Yeah. My 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 person wanted to say something. Yeah. Spirit was telling me not to. Yeah. Words of knowledge aren't to blab. Words of knowledge are to you to go. Huh. What do you want me to do about this? Right. Any other questions? I know church starts in five minutes for you eleven o'clockers, but. Yeah. Uh, We have some folks that are here for the first time, and so you're going, what in the world?